Welcome back to Two Bookworms. One podcast. The book club podcast where best friends talk about books. I'm Cameron. And I'm Lacey. And here we are. Summer of 20, well, I guess it's technically not summer, but I kind of go by the weather and it's summer. It's summer? It's June. I don't think it starts until like the 21st. Technically, yeah. summers <laughs> when kids get out for school. Out from school. I agree. I Summer. think it is also when kids get out of school, and I think because they always call Memorial Day like the unofficial start of summer. Because mm-hmm. kids are out by Memorial Day. Yeah, but it's summer. I'm calling it summer. We can call it summer. What's up with you? How um how are your 87 boxes of honey buns? Um, they're still hanging around. <laughs> you made Steve buy a box at the grocery store the other night. <laughs> it's like, ooh, honey buns. We uh, went to the grocery store hungry, and I think we went for a few things, and we got up to the uh, register. It was like 100 You can't ever do that. Yeah, you can't ever go hungry. I was like, what did we buy? Yeah. I've and learned the hard way, too. <laughs> everything. Yeah. So stupid. Uh, well, let's do our suck and sweet. What is your suck for the week? It's really hot. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like I'm melting, even inside, but, like, I'm melting. Yeah, it's, like, 105 um, here where Lacey and I live over the weekend. And um, it's just like you walk outside, and it's like being in an oven. That's like, I think it's, like, 34-ish for our Celsius friends. Oh, well, look at you. I have no freaking clue. I mean, I might be a little off, but it's close enough. Steve, what's 100 degrees in Celsius? 100 degrees. You mean what is 100 degrees Celsius Fahrenheit? No, what's 100 degrees Fahrenheit in Celsius? Yeah, Lacey said that too. Yeah, he said 30. Yeah, Hold so up. There. Yeah. There's got to be a calculator. Celsius to Fahrenheit. Okay, so if it was 105 here Sunday, it was 40 degrees Celsius. 40.5 to be exact. Oh, we were a little off, but it's close. But um, isn't freezing of Celsius zero? Yeah. Okay. So can't you can't you just like add thir- can't you just subtract thirty two from like whatever Fahrenheit it is to get twelve no because no, one hundred minus twelve Fahrenheit in a hundred Celsius just makes more sense zero is freezing one hundred is boiling I mean yeah doesn't that make more yeah. sense yeah American mm-hmm. metric system is so fucking stupid <laughs> I know I've been trying to figure out like milliliters and grams lately because like all the recipes I'm using lately are like grams I'm like oh my god I don't know this I was like milliliters tablespoons cool I can do that because I learned all that not grams <laughs> um, when I had a jeep I accidentally so the jeep renegades are made in Italy and um, I act somehow I accidentally put it on kilometers Patrick. Oh, yeah. Yes, yeah. the non-metric system. So it was like, and I couldn't figure out how to get it back for a while. Um, so yeah, I had like kilometers per hour, and I had to figure <laughs> out like, how fast I was You're going. Like, how fast am I going? Yeah. Sorry, y'all. Like, I'm sure I didn't know it was cheating. 
My Phoenix. I'm sorry, sir. My car is in Italian. I don't know what to do. So funny. So stupid. Can you fix it, officer? <laughs> it honestly, so it just like magically did it one day. I think like the computer system had a glitch, and then it just like magically went back one day. I don't know. I wonder if maybe it like synced with your phone somehow and realized like, Ooh, hey, we're in America. <laughs> they don't know the metric system. <laughs> Um, okay, my suck for the week, it was also, I put, it's so fucking hot. Yes. Um, also, I can't find cotton candy grapes anywhere. Really? I was finding them fine for a while, but now it's like the past week or so, I can't find them anywhere. Well, you know, it's only once a year thing. I know, but, I, like, I've found them as late as Labor Day before. I feel <laughs> like summer's really, like, the prime time and then I just had a picture that came up in my time hop yesterday from six years ago that they were just now back at Whole Foods. So I was like, let me go check at Whole Foods. Maybe it's because our weather's been really weird. Well, I know that um, I think a big – so cotton candy grapes are only grown on like two or three farms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's I think – Certain grapery. Yes, I think one of the big ones is in California, Yeah, uh-huh. and it's also in the same area where peonies come from, and the peonies are having a really bad shortage this year because something happened in California to the crop, and then a lot of peonies come from the East Coast, and they had a lot of hailstorms that yeah. wiped them out. So whatever happened to California, I think it also is affecting the cotton candy. Great. Probably. That. Probably. Which, which means it will affect the moon drops and the other good ones, too. Oh, I haven't tried the moon drop. Oh, they're so good. Wait, are those the funky shaped ones? Yeah, they look like they look like little little anatomies, little male anatomies. <laughs> <laughs> That's one way. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. I have a phallus. <laughs> what do they taste like? Uh. It's hard to explain. It's closer to like a candy-ish grape taste, but it's not like overly sweet. Okay. Okay. I've seen that Sam several times. Yeah, they're good. They also have another purple one that's like um, like soda. There's like a new one. But they weren't good. I tried them and they weren't good. I do this thing. This is really messed up. This old man taught me this one time to try a grape at the store before you buy them. So now I just always try one. Yeah. And he's like, you got to make sure the batch is good. And I was like, aren't you going to get in trouble? And he was like, what are they going to do? Make me buy this batch? It's one. Yeah, it's one. You're (laughs) buying it anyway. (laughs) Just like I've gotten into the habit of like opening my berries container because I can't tell you how many times I've gotten home and there's like mold right in the middle. In the middle. No more. Yeah. No more. Yeah, good point. Um, what's your sweet for the week? So I took my boy on a little mini shopping spree because he turned 13 on the season. Shout out to Gemini season. Ugh. What all did Don't y'all buy? Bunch of shoes and stuff. Like I've still, we've still got to go and get him like a little pair of dress pants and dress shoes, but. He's got a mixture of stuff now. He's got some jeans, couple polos, couple like you know Nike outfits, whatever. He's finding himself. What are the dress clothes for? Like something specific or? Like, so they dress up every now and again into school for like award ceremonies and stuff like that. And he feels like 
he should dress nicer for the ladies, which I agree. Well, so. he should have asked Aunt Cameron to go shopping because who's the fashionista? Girl, he got some cute stuff. He did? Yeah, I didn't like, I didn't really pick out anything for him. Like, I just let him go. Yeah, I mean, people, like, you gotta like what you buy. Yeah. Except Steve. Steve wears what I make him wear. <laughs> <laughs> there was a couple um, things, though. He's like, hey, mom, this. And I looked at the tag, I was like, oh, no. <laughs> what was it? Like, there was, like, a Nike polo shirt he wanted. I was like, oh, that's cute. And everything, I looked at the tag, and it was, like, 75 bucks. I was like, oh, hell oh, no. No, never, no. no. Um, Try the outlet, though. That's how I we, did. we did. We did. That's where we went. Oh. Dude, that was the outlet? Yeah. Hell no. I'm not paying $75 exactly. for a damn polo. Hail to the no. Exactly. Does he have to wear uniforms next year? No. Wait, is he going into high school? Not yet. Wait. No. He's still, he's going into seventh. Okay. Okay. Cool. Man, remember that bull... Well, you were a junior, but remember that bullshit they pulled my senior year where they changed us all to fucking uniforms? Yeah. You know they don't even wear them anymore? No, I know, because remember, I came over to your house one time right after I had to pick up my transcript, and I was like, they're wearing jeans with holes in them and shit. While I was up there picking up my transcript, I'm like, they made our asses wear uniforms. Well, you know, they probably had some protest about, you know... The people not being able to afford it and all that, which I would wish they would have done when we were in school. I mean, basically, the whole uniform thing did not accomplish what they wanted. No, it made it worse. And they had made all, all of our parents buy all new clothes because at that age, you're not buying like a bunch of clothes every year. No, because you're, you're growing. Pretty much the same size. like Or growing. Yeah. Or, yeah. Or it was just like. They wanted everyone to look the same, but, like, the rich kids were wearing the Hollister polos, and the poor kids were wearing, you know, the Walmart, Walmart polos. polos. Yeah. Like, it was it, it was so stupid, the way they went about it. And then they couldn't ever agree on anything. Like, there was one time, like, I wore a clear pair of heels, and they were like, oh, no, that's not dress code. And I'm like, oh, yes, it is. And she sent me down to the principal's office. She's like, no, those are fine. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like, you know, yeah, there was, thing. like, a lot of back and forth. They were like, girls, you don't have to tuck in your shirt. And then I got in trouble for not tucking in my shirt. And I didn't have a belt because I didn't have my shirt tucked in. And they're like, oh, you have to have a belt. I'm like, no, y'all totally didn't have to. So there was, like, a lot. It was so stupid. And, then, oh, but if you were an athlete, you could wear uh, – you didn't have to dress in the uniform because you could wear, yeah, you could wear your athletic clothes. I'm like, this is so fucking stupid. Yeah, get, it was. What? Did it get better? Like, the next year? Your senior year? No. Oh, early. You graduated. No. No. Because there was like this, well, I still had to wear uniforms when I transferred to graduate early anyway. But there was this one time, like, I wore a polo tucked in with my belt and everything, and then I wore like this like short sleeve v-neck sweater over it uh-huh. and they're like no no it's too tight and i was like what <laughs> that's just they're like, they're like no no it's too tight i'm like it's layered and they're like take it off so i took it off and she's like yeah that's better and she's like you can't wear that other one it's just too tight i was like i fucking wear layers don't it like if it goes over tight. an extra shirt how is it too tight right and you have like huge knockers so yeah Everything's too tight on me. I would never tell someone. Like, if I was a teacher, I don't know that I would be like, your clothes are too tight. I mean. Like, let's, but, let's, this was the principal. That's oh. one of the main reasons, like, I transferred and graduated early because I couldn't be bothered with Oh, Miss Marshall. 
Well, no, oh it wasn't even God. her. It was, um, who was it? Was it Miss Marshall? I don't remember who it was. But it was she one was of them. Else. I, I don't know where she is now. She's not there, but she was something else. Whew. All right. Well, my sweet, Miss Marshall's going to sue us. Uh, my sweet for the week is, um, so you know how like I'll only see movies at the Alamo Draft House? Mm-hmm. And, um, I wanted to see, so I saw Top Gun early before it came out, but I, I wanted to see it again in IMAX because I was mm-hmm. like, you know, these are some really cool shots. This will be really cool in IMAX. So I made Steve go see it with me, but IMAX is only like at AMC. Mm-hmm. And like, <sighs> Lacey, I'm such a snob. I can't fucking help it. We walk in there and I'm like, Steve, this place is so ghetto. But he says, I say it loud. <laughs> And I'm like, well, I'm like, am I wrong? This place is ghetto. Like, it's not clean. And then people are talking throughout the movie. And at the draft house. I can't go to the movies anymore. They don't play that game because, like, if you're talking, you are. They will kick you out of there. Like, they More are power so to them. strict. Like, if you bring, if you pull your phone out and like you're texting or something. Mm-mm. And of Thank course, God. the lady in front of us was texting. And I'm like, Steve. So, you know, that was really my awakening that I can't go anywhere but Alamo Draft House. So we got a season pass. They do the season pass where it's like $20 a month and you can see as many movies as you want. Oh, good. Yeah, so we're going to see Jurassic Park tomorrow. <laughs> I may go see Top Gun like three more times. I have a season pass, Steve. Why are you looking at me like that? It's not going to cost anything. I can go see it as much as I want to. It's in the budget, Steve. You can go. Yeah, he said. he said you can only go once a day. You can't go more than once a day. I mean, you can go once a day and sneak into two, okay? She said, or you can go once a day and sneak into two. Well, they do, okay. So they check your ticket and they check your ID to make sure it matches your season 10. But such a good theater. I know, I know. <laughs> I say that though, but the past like four times we've been, they've never asked to see our tickets. Maybe they just so, I think it just matters. I think it just depends on who's working. Like everything else. Um, but the bad thing is, so, you know, we have season passes, but AMC has this popcorn thing that's you can Thor's, yeah. Thor's hammer, and the bottom, William showed me this today, the hammer part has the popcorn in it, and then when it's empty, it's still just like a hammer, and I was like, well, shit, I really want one of those, and he was like, well, just go to an AMC and get the popcorn and leave, but a lot of them <laughs> have to show your ticket to get yeah, to the to get pop- in. Yeah. So, like, do you think you'd just be like, hey, I just want to buy some popcorn. So no. let you in? <laughs> no. <sighs> Damn it. If, if anyone's going to an AMC theater, can you just, like, DM us and get me one of those hammers, please? I'll Venmo you them. I don't have Venmo, but I'll send you the money. Mm-hmm. Well, we did our second suite. Um, do we have anything else we need to talk about before we start talking about our book? I don't think I have any updates. Okay. Before we start talking about our book, I do want to issue a trigger warning because this book yes. has many, many, many triggers in it. And if you've read it, then you already know what we're talking about. Um, we're probably going to talk about some of the things. So if that's a trigger for you, go ahead and, and turn this episode off. If you haven't read it, um, the triggers would include things like self-harm, Suicide, sexual abuse, animal cruelty. And there really wasn't any animal cruelty in this. Well, I mean, animal death. Animal death, yeah. Um, 
sexual assault. Did I say that? Murder, gore, things like that. Suicide, yeah. So if if those are triggers for you, just I'm just putting it out there. Um, so we read My Heart Is a Chainsaw by Stephen Graham Jones, and um, I really I really messed up. Okay, so here's what happened. I didn't realize I had already read a book by this author and hated it and didn't finish it, <laughs> but I didn't remember the name. So when the when I was at Barnes and Noble and I was like, because you know they have the little puny horror section, and I was over there just like I always look, and uh, she was like, "Oh, can I help you with anything?" And I was like, "Yeah, like do you?" I had oh, I had already overheard her talk. Someone else had asked. Hey, um, like, what do you recommend? And she's like, well, I'm a big horror person, so I may not be the right person to answer that. And I'm like, ooh, if she's a horror person, then she's going to have a good recommendation. So I asked, I was like, hey, I overheard you. You said you're a horror fanatic. Like, what are some of your recommendations? And this was one of the recommendations. And I want this to be a lesson in that. You should never, when you are recommending a book for someone, never recommend it based on their like of another author. So basically don't compare authors because no. she gave me this book. She said, well, who do you like? And I was like, well, I love Grady Hendrix. And she's like, oh, well, then you, this is the book for you. You will love no. it. It is nothing and a, absolutely no disrespect or, or shame to Mr. Graham Jones, but this is nothing like Grady Hendrix. Grady Hendrix should not be compared to anybody because Grady Hendrix is, his own. He's his, and they're self. all their own thing. They're all their own. Yeah, but Grady Hendrix is turning own. into like the Stephen King of his day. Like you don't, nobody recommends, <laughs> you know, authors based on you liking Stephen King. No, you like Stephen King. You like Stephen King. Right. <laughs> right. Um. And I, I and I don't think that Stephen Graham Jones is is trying to be like Grady Hendrix. No, he's, he's just writing his own thing. So when she told me that, it really set the bar high for this book. So I'm going in thinking, oh, this is going to be great. So good. Yeah. So with those high expectations, it was a long way to fall. <laughs> because, um, and boy. This book is very <laughs> unique. Um, the the um, I protagonist, Jade, she's a very unique person. And very troubled teenager. She she is troubled, yes. Um, but the way she communicates is very different. And um, yeah, so we'll get into that. I'll pull up the questions. You give them a synopsis. Uh, I mean, <laughs> basically, we follow Jade, who's you know she's a loner, troubled teen. She. Feels like she should be living in a horror movie and mm-hmm. she like equates everything to living in a horror movie. Like she's always trying to find parallels. Yes. Um, she has a dark night one night, tries to commit suicide and we pretty much go from there. Yes. She, um, like if you're like, Oh, the sky is blue. She'll be like, Oh, well, you know, this reminds me of the movie with the slasher, da, 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 blah, 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 blah. And you're just like, mm-hmm. bro, I was literally talking about the weather. Like, that like horror slasher movies specifically are her language. She eats, breathes, sleeps, lives slasher movies. 
Um, she's like a walking encyclopedia. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, we'll go from there. So yeah, like Lacey said, the synopsis is basically she thinks that there's going to be a, a slasher incident in her town because she lives in Idaho on the lake. Um, I, I believe a former Indian reservation because there's yeah, still like that. Yeah. a large Native American population there. And across the lake, all of these rich people are building houses. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the townspeople are like, oh, this is probably not going to be good. Um, so she's like, well... I don't know. I don't know what exactly triggers this thought in her mind that a slasher incident is about to happen. I don't either. This is where it starts. She's about to graduate high school. There's these new people in town and um, it kind of goes from there. So our questions are a mix of Oprah's book club questions and a mix of our own. Um, I'm scared to ask this. What's your favorite part of the book? Okay, so I actually liked, like, the little slasher 101 inserts between yes. like, certain chapters. Yes. So she's, like, writing this, like, it feels like a final paper, like, you know, kind of like a dissertation. And she's writing, writing to her teachers, explaining all these final mm-hmm. girls and why they are final girls and why they do what they do and how they survive and all of that. I really liked it. Like, that read smoother than the whole rest of the book. Okay, Yeah. Um, I like those two. So but after every chapter, just like Lacey said, it's an assignment to her favorite history teacher, Mr. Holmes, because as Lacey said, when she tried to die by suicide, um, she missed like eight weeks of her senior year. And I, uh, I guess she, he gave her some work, like papers to do to try to catch up so she could graduate. So each after each chapter is like part of the papers that she's turning in. And he's a history teacher and he'll give her like an assignment and she'll like, I don't want to talk about that. I want to talk about this history of heroines. She'll tie it and he's like, that's not what I asked you to do. But this one person has just moved to town. Letha? And um, basically all the people that are moving there are like one of them's like a big tech I think it's basically supposed to be like Mark Zuckerberg. They said he's like a tech person from a social media company, like the head of a social media company. Um, one of them's like a really big real estate guy. One of them, um, they kind of equate to being like Tim Cook of Apple, that kind of, this is the kind of money we're talking about. Um, so one of their daughters goes to the high school and it's from the first moment she meets her in the bathroom. She's like, she is the final girl. She's pure. She's nice. She's pretty. And it kind of, it kind of, um, she has like a formula for the final girl. And, you know, like Sydney Prescott from Scream or, um, what's Jennifer Love Hewitt's name? And I know what you did last summer, whatever her name is. Like, this is why she thinks she's like, Letha is the final girl. I have to get her ready because it's coming. <laughs> it's, it's, it is really funny, but it's, um, I think my favorite part is that the author clearly is well versed in slasher movies. Mm-hmm. Like, clearly, he knows his shit. But kind of tying into the next question, what was my least favorite part of the book? I'm going to use that also because it becomes distracting. 
it's like it doesn't flow because Jade's always trying to insert these things in there. And you're like, what the hell are they talking about or what the hell is going on? Also, if you are not a slasher fan yourself, you would have no idea what they're talking about. I didn't know half of the movie she was talking about. There, okay, there was one movie. I was like, this can't be a real movie. And I looked it up, and sure enough, it was like the 1981 horror film. I was like, oh, well, okay. So you probably knew a lot of them. I knew most of them, but there was a few here and there. I could see where a reader would put this down because they're like, I don't, I don't know. If they don't understand. If they don't understand. I knew, obviously, like, Scream's my favorite. I knew all of those. I knew, I knew enough to get by. My dad's a big horror person, and then I have Lacey over here who's like, the queen of horror. And honestly, Lacey doesn't talk like Jade, but I feel like Lacey and Jade probably have a lot in common on their love for horror. Because every time I go to Lacey's house, she's watching something horror-ish. Um, but Lacey's not going to just insert it into every conversation. She may no. be wearing a slasher killer t-shirt. Always, almost always. <laughs> almost always. <laughs> but like, she's not going to insert it into every conversation. <laughs> um, also, fun fact, and this is so stupid. I did not, I don't know why I never thought about this before until I read this book. Um, the doctor's name in Halloween. Do you remember? His name is Dr. Loomis. Oh, I didn't remember that. And uh, what's the killer name in Scream? Billy Loomis. Yeah, Billy I was like, Loomis, Dad. Yeah. And he's like, I never noticed that before. And I, was I like, didn't either. Uh, me neither. And I was like, that's clearly like a homage. Yeah. I was like, wow, I never, never noticed that. Um, okay. What was your least favorite part of the book? Um, I'm going to say the rambles that Jay goes on. Yep. Because, like, she'll see a color, and then, like, she'll take that color and equate it to, mm-hmm. like, anything you can think of. Yep. Like, seriously, when she meets Letha, like, it's, like, three pages describing the thoughts that go through her head just from looking at Letha. Yeah, it's too much. The descriptions are too much. It takes way too long to get to the story. It, it, the descriptions and her inner monologue really take away Ugh. from the story because you're like yeah. what the fuck is going on it loses you if you can't it does focus on her like adhd mm-hmm. mm-hmm. that's what it feels like it's so sporadic it is but on the other hand it's like he wrote this character like a real person like you yeah know what I mean? like a real person who really like they really go on those train of AD- thoughts yes, yeah exactly yeah so that's kind of cool um Next question, was it a fast or slow read and why? So slow. Very. So slow. Very slow. Um, it's it, everything. She it's trips very, over pebbles. She's like, oh, my God. This it's is why I know I'm not a final girl. Yeah, it's it's hard to get through. Um, yeah, it was slow. Um, which event scene or character has stuck with you the most? It's like a lack of characters, pretty much, because it doesn't explain to you in the beginning that Jade's mother's like gone mm-hmm. and like just disappeared, and her father is like 
a piece of crap and she doesn't want to be around him. It doesn't explain any of that to you. It does. Okay. So like later on, but I feel like we needed that in the beginning because I agree at the very beginning, Jay's coming into her father's house and like, she has this argument with her father and his friend sort of, because it is her father's friends, a whore bag. And yes, but she just leaves. And, like, it doesn't explain why she feels like she has to leave and all of that and where her mother is. Like, it's just really weird. It, okay. So, Lacey and I both agreed yesterday um, that we could not finish this book. Um, I was at, like, page 200, and I was just like, I don't want to force myself to finish this. Like, no. it's just, I cannot well, then today, um, I found, so I have a, I have the scribed audiobook app and it does this stupid shit where if you listen to like so many books, it doesn't stop you from listening to more, but it won't let you look up like new stuff unless you already have it saved. And I didn't have it saved. So when it renewed today, I had heard that it was on there after I had already bought the physical copy of the book, which I fucking hate when that happens. Cause I try like when I'm at the bookstore, I try to look it up and make sure because mm-hmm. if it's on there, like I'm already paying for that. So I'd rather listen to it. But sometimes there are certain books you should listen to and certain books you should read. And I like to read the books for the show just so I Same. can about it. Um, but it just so happened to be on there today and I was working late today and I was like, you know what? I have plenty of time. I'm going to fucking listen to the rest of it. And I'm really glad that I did because all of your questions are answered. And I think that you were saying, you know, you don't know what happened to her mom. You don't know why she's got this strain with her dad. I think he writes it that way on purpose because there is a, there's a lot of stuff that comes out at the end and a huge, huge reveal a lot of shit goes down and it's like, yeah, those last 50 pages were amazing, but I shouldn't have to suffer through no 350 no. pages to get 50 amazing no. pages. You know what I mean? I shouldn't, I don't feel like, like reading's fun for me and I don't feel like mm-hmm. I should have to force myself force to get through a book yeah. just to try and enjoy the ending. No. Right. I agree. If I'm not enjoying it along the way, I don't feel like that ending's going to make me feel justified. I will say, this is a good audiobook to listen to. So if you're kind of on the fence or you're like, oh, I started reading this too and I couldn't finish it, try the audiobook because the narrator's pretty good. And um, then you can kind of tune out <laughs> Jade's inner monologue. Like, especially, like, I listen to audiobooks while I'm working. Um, so then that's when I'm just kind of like in my work. And then I'm like, oh shit, some shit's happening. Let me focus for a minute. Um, so yeah, Lacey, maybe try. Well, I'll just tell you what happens. Okay. So. Yeah, because I'm not going back, especially <laughs> being in this cute little romance probably I am in now. There is this really funny part where um, she, men- she mentions Dewey from Scream is like this anomaly <laughs> because he can't be killed. And I'm like, obviously, this book was written before. Before. before yeah. Because in Scream 5, Dewey dies. <laughs> Don't even get me started on that fucking movie. That movie was horrible. And anyone who thinks that Scream 5 was a good movie. Okay, so my dad said he liked it. And I think we've had this conversation before. If my dad says he likes something, I know that that means you need to steer clear of it because it's going to be awful. My dad just. Don't ask me. (laughs) My dad just likes weird shit. And I was so excited for Scream 5 because Scream is one of my 
favorite franchises. Like, I love it. So when this one was coming out, I didn't have high hopes for it anyways. But I was just like, wow, this movie was awful. Awful. And then they killed Dewey? He's yeah. the only one holding on. He's the final girl. Not anymore. Ugh. Okay. But I just thought that was a funny part. Okay. So this book really makes you think Jade is going to murder someone. Yeah. <laughs> she seems quite unhinged. <laughs> she is. <sighs> okay. So at one point, I don't know if you got to this far, but um, it gets to a point where she writes, she takes some of her papers that she was writing for Mr. Holmes. Mr. Holmes is like her favorite teacher. And she, but remember, he's also the one she's doing all this extra credit for. Because she got to walk across the stage at graduation, but she didn't actually get her diploma until she finishes up her work with Mr. Holmes because she's missing a history credit. So she takes all of her papers and then she writes all this stuff for Letha and she like ties it around a VHS tape of I cannot remember which movie it is. It's a slasher movie. And she goes and puts it in Letha's mailbox because she's like, she's the final girl. and I got to get this girl ready because it's almost July 4th. And we have a big party on the lake, like the whole town. And when's the slasher going to strike? Then. Okay. Makes sense. I'm on board. So she takes all this stuff to Letha. And Letha calls her and she's like, hey, I got your package. And she's like, oh, that's great. Like, do you have any questions? Or she's like, yeah, can we meet? And Jade's like, okay, well, like, when do you want to meet? And she's like, let's meet, you know, tomorrow at noon or whatever. She's like, okay, great. So she shows up. Well, Letha called the sheriff. Sheriff Hardy, who uh, Jade knows very well because Jade is always in trouble. And um, Sheriff Hardy is also who saved Jade when she, trigger warning, um, she had slit her wrist at the beginning of the book. And she went out. They have a community canoe that's on the lake that anyone can use. And she went in the canoe and he um, rescued her because before that, she had like left her house and she was talking to these like random dudes that she didn't know that were like warming their hands by the fire or something. Like she had no clue who these dudes were. They could have been like really bad dudes. Luckily they weren't. And one of them was trying to like drive her. Oh, because she was uh, talking to them about slashers and they were like, do you like have somewhere we could drive you? Or do you want to like yeah. use our phone? And one of them was trying to drive her home and she like jumps out the moving car. And then that's when she goes down to the lake to slit her wrist. But Sheriff Hardy, he, the guy that was driving called the sheriff and the sheriff went and found her. And um, so sh she and Sheriff Hardy have a history. And um, so Letha had told the sheriff, hey, Jade gave me all this weird shit talking about slashers. And the sheriff also called Mr. Holmes her favorite teacher because it's her favorite teacher and it's someone that she trusts. And they're basically staging like an intervention. And Letha, did you get to this part, Lacey? No, I got to the part okay. where, you know, Jade was in jail. But. Okay. So Lisa's like, hey, Jade, we want to help you. Like, you're clearly going through something. And she even, so Lisa's like, I think your dad sexually molested you. And I think this is your way of coping with it. And Jade is like, what? She's like, this is crazy. I just really like horror movies and I'm trying to help you people and none of you people are listening to me. And Sheriff Hardy's like, well, I looked into it. And when you were 11, your mom took you to this doctor in another town. And what was that for? And she's like, well, my mom works right down the street at the Dollar General. Do you want to go ask her? 
She's like, let's all go. She goes on break in like 10 minutes. Her mother actually showed up to her high school graduation, but they're still very like distant. So they all walk down the street to the Dollar General and Mr. Holmes and Jade wait outside while Sheriff and Lisa go inside. And Mr. Holmes is kind of he understands that he's like a trustworthy figure to Jade. And he's like, um, listen, if you just answer like he, he tells her a story about something he did to get in trouble, like him and the sheriff were friends. And they like apparently there was like a really bad fire and they were the ones that accidentally said it. And he's like, okay, now you gotta answer one of my questions. And she's like, okay. And he's like, well, you said when your, um, when your mom took you to the doctor, she, your mom said, um, will I or won't I? But what was she like saying that about? And at that point, the sheriff comes back out and he was like, um, well, she was right. Her mom took her to the doctor to have her stomach pumped because she took a whole bottle of baby aspirin. And she's like, I told y'all my dad didn't do anything to me. Like, you sick perverts. Like, what are you thinking? And Lisa's like, we're just trying to help you. Um, so that kind of, like, shuts that down. So then later, a lot. I'm not going to remember everything that happened. No, there's a lot. <laughs> there's a lot. There's but a lot. Basically, um, what did I tell you? Okay. So at that point, she was a janitor that she was working like after school. And now that it's summer, she was working like all day cleaning the schools and stuff. And Rexall, her dad's perverted friend, is her boss. And he has like hidden cameras and shit in the changing room. He's a horrible person. But after this, Sheriff Hardy's like he fought. For some reason, the sheriff is in charge of the school janitors. I don't know. But after this whole thing with Letha saying, hey, she left this stuff for me, he fires her. So she doesn't have a job anymore. And she's like, well, shit, what am I going to do now? Like with my days? Well, her dad kicks her out because the sheriff had been like driving her home, like making sure she got home. Okay. And he's like, you're bringing the law to my door. She's like, I'm not bringing him to your door. Like I got in trouble and he brought me home. And he's like, I can't have that here. So he like kicks her out and she's like just aimlessly wandering around one night and she runs into Letha and Letha's like, Hey, you can stay the night with me. Like I really do care about you and just want to look out for you. So she stays the night with Letha. And at this point, um, one of the founders has already died, but they, they said it was like a freak accident. He was like hitting golf balls, but for some reason he was like putting his golf balls in gasoline. It's like some technique. It does something when you're like just out there putting or whatever. And he like accidentally caught himself on fire or some shit. I don't know. Another dude was accidentally killed by like a boat, a boating accident. Um, there's been like there a few a, weird, there's a Swedish couple in the very yes. beginning that yes. it doesn't really explain. They go out on the, on the lake and then just disappear. Mm-hmm. There was like a bear attack. So all these people were hunting a bear. There's been like a bunch of weird stuff. She thinks Letha's dad is behind all this. I don't remember how she gets to this conclusion, but her dad is one of the founders. They keep calling them the, the rich people, the founders, cause they're the ones over there building that land. And, um, so she runs into Letha. Oh, well, hold up. Let me back up a minute. Cause this, this story is very important. The guy she meets at the beginning that she calls him shooting glasses. I don't know why she calls him that. Um, I don't think we ever learned his real name, but he was the one that was trying to drive her home when she jumped out the car and he found the sheriff. They run into each other again and he tells her a story. He had been working on those new houses across the lake. And he's um, 
he had like mentioned a friend's name to her when they were around the fire. And she's like, you never told me what happened to your friend. And he's like, well, do you want to know? And she's like, yeah. He's like, well, we were over there working. And, you know, your history teacher, Mr. Holmes, he was very like against people settling that land because it's like part of a national forest. And he like taught the students a lot about like the, that land over there. There's like a lot of caves. There's like a lot of things over there. So apparently when they were digging for these houses, they did hit a cave and someone fell in and um, they're trying to get their friend out. But like from the moment he fell in, he started like acting weird. Like he was running around on all fours and they were like, Hey dude, like they're trying to shine their light at him. And he's like running away from their light, like on all fours. And they're like, what did he hit his head? Like what's wrong with this dude? So she's like, well, did y'all get him out? And they're like, yeah, but we had to like loop him with a rope like a pig because he was like acting like an animal. So they got him out and they took him to the hospital and he was fine. But he was like, like physically he was fine, but like he wasn't fine. And he was like in, um, I think he said basically like a nursing home. And she's like, this is it. It's this guy. Because she's convinced that someone is like coming to get revenge on these people. And just like in a slasher movie, they're picking these people off, right? So when she hears this story, she's like, oh, it's probably this guy. And she's like, well, like, whose house was it? And he's like, oh, it was the Mondragon, Letha. Her dad is Theo Mondragon, and she's Letha. And um, the other founder paid them all, like, $800 to not tell anyone this story. And they just, like, filled that hole, which is like a cave with cement. And she's like, shit. So she's like, their house is built on, like, something Something pretty bad because as, yeah. yeah, as soon as this dude fell down there, he started acting like an animal, right? Okay, so back Zombies. to where no. <laughs> back to where she ran into Letha. Um, she's like trying. <laughs> she just won't quit. She has a machete and she's like, I need to take this to Letha because she's the final girl. And, she, and it's like July 3rd and she's going to need this machete tomorrow during the July 4th party because this mm. is when shit's about to pop off. So she's like walking to her house and um, of course the sheriff catches her with a machete and he's like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> she's like, uh, taking this to so-and-so. And um, he's like, no, you're not. So he like arrests her and he's like, Hey, uh, your dad said you're a runaway. So I have to hold you. She's like, um, he kicked me out. Like I'm not a runaway. And he's like, well, either way I have to hold you, which honestly I think Sheriff Hardy's just trying to look out for her. So he's, like, putting her in a cell where someone can watch her so he knows, like, you know, she's not going to get into trouble. Nothing's going to hurt her. But uh, these but, cells are so old, like, they don't really have plumbing. Like, no. have to take her to the front to Yes. Pee. And she escapes. <laughs> so she goes to Letha because she's like, hey, I still got to take this machete. So she's, so she's still taking it. And Letha's like, Letha doesn't know she's been arrested or whatever. And she's like, hey, you can just, like, stay the night if you want, um, but we're staying in the boat because, like, our house isn't finished or whatever, but it's, like, a yacht. And she's like, okay. So she's like, hey, there's this movie that I need to get you to watch, Letha, so you can be prepared. So she's like, let's watch this movie. But Letha falls asleep, like, 20 minutes in, and Jade's like, well, I got to pee. So she goes to her bathroom and then shaves her head. Dude, this book is so weird. Um, and as she's like shaving her head, some of the other founders kids, I guess, were also on the yacht and they're like, let us in. We got to go to the bathroom. Um, so Jade's like, OK. And she leaves the bathroom, but she runs into the suit and a gas mask. And she had seen someone in a gas mask 
earlier and she's like shit this is just more proof that Letha's dad is like the killer like she's convinced it's him and she has all these reasons why it's him so she goes to wake up Letha and at that point someone above like on deck starts screaming and people are getting murdered on this boat lately like shit starts happening like the stepmom goes down um some of the other founders wives start getting murdered some of the founders themselves and she's like, Lisa, we gotta, like, we gotta get you out of here. You're the final girl. Um, so they like leave, but while this is happening, um, I wrote this down. There's an attack on the yacht and all of the founders are being murdered. Okay. She sees, she kind of describes it like the girl from the ring, like really long dark hair in a white dress. But Jade says that the hair looks synthetic. So she thinks it's like a wig. So that's why she mm-hmm. still thinks Theo. The dad is the murderer. Okay. While this is going on, the 4th of July movie on the lake is, is like getting set up and they have a theme every year. Well, the theme this year is Lake Witch. So everyone is dressed up like Stacy Graves. And it was a story that's told earlier in the book where they all look like the little girl from the ring, basically long black hair. And, um, Stacy Graves had been like drowned or something. Um, so everyone's dressed up like this little girl and she's like, shit, we don't know like if this is real or if people are just dressed mm-hmm. up, like we don't know what's going on. So they're in the lake and some people are floating. Some people are in boats cause they have like a big inflatable thing to watch the movie on. And, um, earlier while she was in jail, the reason Hardy left her was because her history teacher, Mr. Holmes had this, like, it's not a plane, but it's like. She called it like a go-kart for the air. It's like a small glider that has like an engine. Mm-hmm. And that was like a hobby of his. He liked to go out and look at the land and the animals and things like that. Like so, just the metal frame ones, pretty much. Yes, yes. And while she was in the, the cell, they saw the plane go into the lake. And she's like, holy shit. And Hardy's like, I saw it too. I'm going to go help him. So she has like no idea if Mr. Holmes is alive or dead. So as they get to the lake, she sees him. He's there like with his wife. His like poor leg has been broken. It's like wrapped up in a cast. And she's like, Oh my God, thank God Mr. Holmes is okay. Um, but as the movie starts, people start getting attacked. Like something is attacking these people. Um, like very gruesome. Like they're like their jaws are getting pulled off and shit, their lower jaw. So as this attack happens, something strikes Mr. Holmes in the head like a propeller. And it like cuts his head and um she gets to him and she's like, Oh, Mr. Holmes. And she's like holding him and he's dying. And he's like, he's like, you never answered my question. And the question, this is where it gets really bad, really deep. And the question was what her mom meant when she said, will I, or won't I? And he had told her, if you tell me that I'll pass you and you'll get your diploma. And Jade can tell that he's dying. Like he's, his head is cut open. She can tell. Um, so, she confesses to Mr. Holmes as he's dying that the question her mother was asking herself was, will I or won't I be a grandmother? As she's telling Mr. Holmes this, Jade is also coming to terms herself with what has happened to her. And this is where it tells what has happened to her. Her dad did rape her when she was 11. And her mother was scared that she was pregnant. And that's what she was taking her to the doctor for. And that's why her mother is never around. But my question is, why the fuck would her mother leave her? Right. Why would she just leave her with the dad? And um, 
it's really, it's a really hard scene to get through. And it's a really, it really gave me a lot of sympathy for Jade. And I'm like, this is probably hoping and hiding. And if they took, if they took her to a doctor, I mean, that doctor would have a legal obligation to get CPS involved. Exactly. Right. And I mean, honestly, it was a pretty graphic scene. Um, if you want me to tell you, I will. Or if you want me to tell you off the show, I will. Um, but it was it was only the one time. But I think that as she's telling Mr. Holmes, she's kind of realizing that it did happen. And she's like, like she's coming to terms with what's happened to her. And Mr. Holmes, as she's telling him this, he kind of like reacts to it. And he's like heartbroken for her because that's a horrible thing to have to go through and to have to live with. And, um, so Mr. Holmes dies and then her dad had been out there on the water with his friend Rexall to watch the movie in a boat. So after Mr. Holmes dies, this is the best part. She gets a wooden stake and she is about to go after her fucking dad. And you're like, hell yeah, hell yeah. Cause I mean, other people are dying anyways. No one will. Have yeah. Why not? Yeah. But she hesitates and she couldn't Ugh. kill him. But guess what? Letha did and Letha comes and she I can't remember what she oh she hits him with like the like a bat with some nails in it or something and she's like don't worry Jade he's never gonna hurt you again and you're like hell yeah but then at that moment that little fucking Stacy Graves ring looking girl comes up and she grabs Letha by the jaw and you're like shit she's killing she's ripping off her jaw oh my god and then at, so the first time you see this little girl it goes into her backstory and um when they started building those houses is when they woke everything up. And then when that guy fell in the cave, that was Stacy Graves cave and it let her loose. And that's when she started killing people. Um, so after Letha's taken by the creature, Jade is starting to realize she's the final girl. And this is a really sad moment because in her head, she, she, this whole time she'd been telling herself, I can't be the final girl because I'm not a virgin. Because her dad raped her when she was 11. Isn't that fucked up? Yeah. That this poor young woman has had to carry this around with her. Like, this is her way of rationalizing what happened to her, is that she can't, she couldn't possibly be the final girl. Isn't that she, yeah, she couldn't possibly be strong enough. Oh, so sad. But it pretty much, like, Jade is the final girl, right? Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, if you can come through that, shit. Right. Poor lady. <laughs> I felt so bad for her. I was like, oh, Jade. So she tries to cut Stacy in half with a machete, um, but nothing hurts her because Sheriff Hardy also tried to shoot Stacy Graves and nothing happens. Um, so there was also a lot of talk about a, pre- a preacher named Ezekiel that had like blessed the lake and it was like a Christian lake. So Stacy Graves walks on the water because she can't go like in the water. And that's how she was able to like be so fast and get everyone and get on the yacht and kill people and come back to where all the people were. Um, so, she, like, Jade makes a joke about it, like, oh, because she's Native American, she could never get into the Christian water, right? So when she sees that her machete's not going to hurt this thing, she pulls on her jaw and pulls her underneath the water, which actually breaks the water and pulls her underneath. And she, like, just keeps pulling until basically she, like, rips it off, and that's how she, like, kills this creature. And then a hand pulls her up out of the water. And guess what? Letha is not dead because apparently she moisturizes really well. And her skin had enough elasticity that the creature couldn't rip her jaw. (laughs) 
So moral of the story is put the lotion you should... on. <laughs> put the lotion on its skin. And that's really to me where the book should have ended. Um, but then it goes into this other thing where I think she's gonna like mess up the dam and flood the lake and something about a bear. I don't know. I didn't really get it. It should have ended there. So, next question. What did you think of the writing? Are there any send out I mean, sentences or vocabulary? No. <laughs> I didn't like the writing. <laughs> it didn't flow. It didn't flow from no. me. And, and I felt like if things would have just been like restructured, it could have been like so much better. Yes. Like why didn't the author open the book with what happened to that friend? Why wasn't there the scene of that at the beginning? Because then you could kind of get the sinister feel that this is supernatural. Oh, the guy falling in the cave. Yeah. 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 Like why wasn't there an opening scene of that? You know, like they're explaining that these houses are, are being built yeah. in this rich area, you know, it caves, he acts this way and then it like cuts off and goes to something else, you know? I was pretty surprised been... when it turned out to be supernatural because, like like you said, there was nothing else really pointing no. to that. It was always pointing to, like, a human being. A slasher film. It was always yes. pointing to a slasher film. Well, some slasher films can be supernatural. Are supernatural, yeah, but... But, yeah. Um, would you want to read another book by this author? No. <laughs> no. Did reading the book impact your mood? Yeah, it was mad. <laughs> <laughs> it had it's it's another one of those that it had so much potential so much and had potential. had a few things just been rearranged, it would have worked. Yeah, I think the editor of this book really failed, really failed. because yeah. they really either didn't do anything or, or didn't make any suggestions or didn't make or, any, yeah like. Ooh, I'd like to talk to that person. <laughs> um, <laughs> what surprised you most about the book? That it was supernatural. <laughs> yes, that was very surprising. I will say that I was very surprised by the feelings that I had for Jade. After I learned her whole story, I felt like so... You're like, kick his ass! Yes, I felt so protective <laughs> over her. And I was just like, oh, this poor baby. Like, I just felt so horrible. And up until that, I hadn't really cared for the book. So that surprised me um how did your opinion of the book change when you reached the ending i mean i didn't reach the end <laughs> <laughs> i just found out the end which i don't know i feel like it i feel like it was two different books yeah because but i will getting... tell you um even at the end with all that going on you're still like getting her monologue and you're still like wait a minute what's happening so it's still like that common theme throughout. Also, like her jaw's getting ripped off, and she's like, "I wonder what my mom's doing." Yes, yes, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Or you're getting the Stacy Graves person's backstory in the middle of her ripping off someone else's jaw, and you're like, uh. "It was just very confusing, very confusing." Um, I lost my question. How does the book's title work in relation to the book's contents? I, I don't really... feel like it works. I don't get it. I don't get. No. Yeah. I don't know what my heart is a chainsaw means. No. Uh, Cause there was no chainsaws in this book. Mm-mm. Is this book overrated or underrated? It is has. It's pulling up. 3.62. Uh, it's about right. Maybe a little high. So when I didn't finish it, I was going to give it two stars. But now that I finished it, I did bump it up to three stars. But 
this book is a series, and the new book Ugh. is like supposed to come out in the fall, but I don't think I'm going to read it. Hell no. I think, I think I'm done with Maybe date. if it's free on an audiobook and we're that bored. <laughs> <laughs> it would make a great movie. It really would. The story. If, if it was fixed. They could fix it. Yeah, they could fix it. Um, does it remind you of any other books? Yeah, it's pretty much like every other slasher story. Like, they all have a, like, they all kind of connect, right? They all talk any, about the movies. Any lingering questions or plot holes that you're still thinking about? Um, yeah. Okay, so. I don't know that it said what happened to Shooting Glasses or what his actual name was at the end. So I don't know if he was dead or what happened. I tell him. Um, so I would like to know that information. Also, why was like the sheriff in his 60s? Because he's a sheriff, you know, he's got to like work your way up to that. But they, I mean, like, I mean, okay, so I, I get a lot of older people can be really active, but he seemed like he was very spry. Um, yeah, Have, baby, Tom Cruise is 59 years old, okay? But Tom Cruise has got, like, personal trainers. Like, we're talking a sheriff of a small town that ain't got he no money. probably is working out pumping iron or something, Lacey, besides. They, they said they didn't the have time, all that in that town, though. They the said that it was a broke town, pretty much. He's the one doing the shit the deputies are. The sheriff is the one sitting behind the desk. He was just, like, all up in everyone's business. Let me tell you something. I will not tell you who. But I know someone who used to be a sheriff's deputy, and I met the sheriff of that town. <laughs> and I can tell you that that sheriff didn't do anything. <laughs> he was a I'm, I'm, I don't yeah, mean to do I mean, he was, he was not the one running and chasing people. But this was also a much bigger town. So maybe because it's a smaller town, they don't have as many deputies. He kind of had to. Well, look at Scream. I mean, Dewey was the sheriff. Who's running around? Dewey was younger. That's true. He's a spry 60, Lacey. He's a Tom Cruise sheriff, okay? Oh, what can I say? He probably works out. Um, a few of our listeners slash followers commented on Instagram. And I wanted to tell you about what they wrote because I asked for their opinions. You ready? Mm-hmm. Okay. So at BiblioKel said, I really wanted to like it and was so excited to read it, but it just wasn't a good fit for me. The main character is just unrelenting in her. I'm so quirky because I like mm-hmm. horror and therefore I'm so not normal attitude. And most of the good bits were just relayed in a secondhand fashion. You didn't get really to read it and enjoy it while it happened. At least in the first half. I didn't bother reading the second half. <laughs> <laughs> and then I don't blame you. <laughs> at Read by Ashley commented, As a huge horror fan and lover of slashers, I should have been the perfect audience for this book. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to like it so badly, but it just did not work for me. Uh -uh. The pacing issues had me considering not finishing, but I stuck it out, hoping the ending would be worth it. I felt a lot of empathy for Jade. At the same time, it was difficult to feel connected to her. 
She feels like such a smart character, but then makes so many questionable decisions that it was off-putting. And in my opinion, trying to parallel some of those choices to slasher films feels like a weak rationale. I I agree with everything yeah. that they both said. Um, mm-hmm. But also relating everything to slasher films, she's a kid. She has trauma that she doesn't know how to deal with, that she hasn't even admitted to herself has happened. Yeah, I feel like, you know, the horror movies for her are her her way of letting out her aggression. Oh, I forgot to tell you. Um, After Latha killed her dad, she didn't really kill him. Because um, after after Jade kills Stacy Graves, you know, in the horror movie, like, you always got to double tap because something pops Mm -hmm. back up. Her dad pops back up, but he's like missing an eye and like half of his head. But she was prepared because she's like, I'm a fucking horror fan. I know something's about to pop up. So she had that machete. So her dad pops back up and she looks him in the one eye she has. And she said, I trusted you. And then she like chops his head off. And you're like, oh, yeah, I probably would have chopped his dick off before I killed him. Well, he was like in the water and only like the top half of his body was out. And she was in a boat. Like a canoe or whatever. Oh, mm. poetically, she was in the community canoe. Full circle. Which she got service hours for at the beginning when she yeah. tried to kill herself. Yeah, he gave her community service for using the community canoe. I'm How so stupid. So oh, we know up. you're having a dark time and you're questioning life and you almost died, but we're going to give you some community service hours for taking that canoe out there. That was his way of trying to of keep keeping tabs. Yeah. And trying to be there for her. And he had a daughter that it said had drowned in the lake. Um, so he felt, I guess, responsible for her and like a fatherly figure and knew that her dad was shit and hated her dad. And so, yeah, that was My Heart is a Chainsaw by Stephen Graham Jones. Fun fact, he is a professor at University of Colorado in Boulder. Hmm. Hmm. But yeah, I mean, no, no, like disrespect to him. It just wasn't for me. Not every book is gonna be no. for me, and that's fine. I, I, he has a published book, and I don't. Okay, he's successful. I'm not trying to knock the guy. He should keep doing his thing. I just feel like some of these editors are either taking on, on too much that so they're not spending the time they need to on these books. Or they just don't care. Yeah, and this is by um, Saga Press, and I've never heard of... Oh, it could be self-published. It's an imprint of Simon & Schuster. So, no, Simon & Schuster has fucking editors. Yeah, so somebody should have done a job. I mean, that's that's like one of the biggest publishers that there is. (gasps) It's, you know, they're so... Like, new horror movies, they're so much potential, and then they just... They let you down. They're so disappointing. Oh, shit. In the back of the book is, like, the first chapter of the next book. Hmm. Oh, well, not interested. <laughs> well, the next book Lacey has selected for us. Um, would you like to tell them? Oh, shoot. Let me pull it up. I got it pulled up if you want me to do it. Yeah. It is The House Across the Lake by Riley Sager. Have you ever decided how to say his last name? I think it's Sager. I think it's Sager also. Riley Sager. Um, this book actually doesn't come out till next Tuesday, but you'll still have like a whole week. And his books are usually really fast reads, so you'll have a week to grab that. Um, 
Lacey and I got early copies. Well, I gotta check the date on that because I gotta make sure I read it before. Um. Okay. Yeah, I think it'll be okay. I thought it was like July. No, it comes out June 21st, next Tuesday. Oh shit. Yep. I think you'll be able to start it. Like, are you almost finished with the book you're reading right now? Uh, I'm like a third of the way through. I'll be done soon. I think I'm gonna start it right after. Okay, I don't want to be a negative Nancy, but um, this looks like it's his lowest rated book. But, okay, so we really liked but that one that nobody else liked. And then okay, all the other yeah. ones that we didn't like, everybody liked. You're so. right. Survive the Ninth, the lowest rated at 3.5. And this one's 3. I liked that one. I loved that one. And not everyone, I mean, this is these are just people that got advanced copies that are rating it. This is not like... Everyone, you know what I mean? Yeah. So you could be right about that. Survive the Night was great. Yeah, I liked it. I really liked it. It was honestly probably my favorite book of his. Mine too. I kept that one. I didn't keep <laughs> the others, but I kept that one. I have all his books. Maybe I, I do, and I just didn't think I did. No, I probably don't. I, I, prob- I know I've got all of Hendrix's books. Ugh. Dude, let's see when... No, we can't talk about him with Riley Sager. They, bad boy. No, not again. We can't do it again. <laughs> we can't do it again. Um, So two weeks, we're going to read Riley Sager's new book. Grab a copy. Read along. Send us your questions, reviews, Thoughts, pictures. Two bookworms, one podcast at gmail.com. Or on Instagram at two bookworms, one podcast. Anything else we need to do? Nope. All right. We'll talk to you in two weeks. Bye. Little, say bye. Yeah.